Welcome to People of PJC, a project of the Pikesville Jewish Congregation. Being that these days we cannot host each other for Shabbat meals, our hope is that in this podcast we will share stories from our community that we would usually share around the Shabbat table so that we can continue to grow with each other and as a community. My name is Rabbi Yechiel Schaffer. I'm the rabbi of the Pikesville Jewish Congregation, found in Baltimore County, Maryland. Our young community has grown over the last decade into a 150-member strong congregation with passionate, accomplished professionals and many ordinary people with extraordinary stories. In this space, I share with you some of those stories. Today I share with you my conversation with Nadav and Reut Singerman. Nadav and Reut are beloved in our community and have a lot of wonderful and interesting talents. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Hi Nadav and Reut, it's so great to uh, spend some time with you guys. If I could ask the two of you just to begin by introducing yourselves and to uh, share something that we may not know about, about you, each of you. That's a great place to start. All right. Uh, I, I've been given the honor of going first. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yep, uh, Nadav Singerman. I am raised in Baltimore, but born in Israel. I went to school here. How, how old were you? Sorry for jumping in straight away, yeah. but I didn't know that you were born in Israel. How, how old were you when, when you left Israel? I was like two or so. <laughs> no, my parents um, made Aliyah, and then I was born soon after that. And uh, then they turned around and came back uh, for whatever reason. So my parents also made Aliyah, and I was, born, I was born, and we also left right before I was two, because you had to pay for an airfare when the kid turns two. So I wonder if that's the case here as well. <laughs> Very well could be. <laughs> Very well could be, um, yeah. Okay, so you you born in Israel, that's already something. Yeah, so but that doesn't count, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember it, obviously. Uh, so it uh, didn't make a huge impression on my life. I would say Baltimore has the biggest impression on me. Yeah, so I uh, jumped around uh, in school. I started at Rambam and homeschooled for a while, for high school. Uh, started community college, UMBC, Maryland, uh, UMBC, and then Hopkins. So I have a uh, bachelor's and master's degree in mechanical engineering. And I currently work, I've been at this company for almost nine, over nine years. I uh, started out, it was called Navigant Consulting, and then it was purchased uh, called Guidehouse. And my expertise is in energy efficiency policy. Uh, the work that I do is supporting the Department of Energy in setting energy conservation standards and test procedures for home appliances, um, primarily air conditioning related home appliances. I would say an interesting thing people may not know about me is that uh, starting at around five years old, I started taking piano lessons and took them continuously until I was around 18 or 19 um, from a, a pretty strict Russian teacher. When I was younger, I would often come home crying for my lessons, but uh, she really beat into me, not physically, <laughs> the uh, importance of uh, practicing and hard work to uh, produce a pretty impressive outcome. So many of the classical pieces you might hear on uh, the radio I played uh, kind of took a break from 
piano um, practicing and playing uh, when life really got started after college and marriage and kids. Um, I then picked up the ukulele, uh, mostly to entertain my kids. And uh, <laughs> uh, during coronavirus, picked up the guitar. So I dabble in those right now. Uh, maybe eventually when life calms down, get back to the piano. But, uh, do you guys have a piano in your home? I do. Yeah. In the basement, we have a piano. Rayut, is he good? I'm sure he's great. Yeah, he's great, but he doesn't, he doesn't have that much time to practice these days. You need a Russian woman to, to <laughs> force him to do it. <laughs> Moroccan is good enough. <laughs> okay, Rayut, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Rayut. So I, uh, I was also born in Israel. Uh, we moved here when I was three. We actually moved to California first, and I lived in California for three years, and then moved to Baltimore when I was six. So I also grew up here, um, and I work in uh, marketing. Um, I just actually left the JCC um, uh, from being the associate marketing director there. I was there for seven years, and I'm excited to start a new position tomorrow uh, at Or Hadash. Um, Very exciting. Thank you, as the director of admissions and marketing. So that's a, an exciting adventure that I'm excited to, to be part of. And um, something that um, some people may not know about me is that I love to sing. And I, uh, in high school, I was in choir. I was head of the choir. I was in an acapella group. And I was uh, part of an all-girls choir that produced an album. So that's just a, something interesting that people may not know about me. What's the name of the album? <laughs> oh, um, well, it's for women only. Uh, <laughs> it's called. Is that uh, the name of the album? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, it's called a Sheva. So um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, it's. I don't. It's been a long time. It was a long time ago. So, although someone did recently contact me that they were at a store in Brooklyn in a music store and they they, they saw it on the shelf. So, huh. um, but it's been a long time. I have a I have a relative. Everyone has kind of a, uh, those moments where you get involved in a project, and you're kind of like, at some point in my in my future, it's gonna it's gonna come back to bite me. I have a relative who uh, I'm gonna keep his anonymity, uh, but he was involved in a from um, fitness video for men, um, like but a very very yeshivish fitness video. So like the video is in like white shirt and, and black pants and. It's called wow. the Fit Yid, and if you walk into Shopsies here in in Baltimore, into the bookstore, it's right there, front and center. So every time I go, I take a picture and share it on the on the Schaffer uh, family WhatsApp group. It's a lot of fun, wow. uh, but I'll I'll be sure to look out for Shevach at, <laughs> at Shopsies. Yeah, uh, Rayo, where do you go to school? You you said you moved to Baltimore when you were six. Yes. Oh, so I went to Beisiako for twelve years. And then I studied abroad in Israel for a year. I went to Michala. And then I studied uh, at University of Baltimore. I got a degree in uh, communications. And, and when did you guys meet? We met. Or how in- did you guys meet? That's an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> well, we met in 2010. And uh, we actually met through my sister and brother-in-law who were um, dating at the time. They, they are now obviously married. And uh, my brother-in-law was having a gathering at his, at his place, some friends. And my, my sister actually set us up with, I didn't realize that she was doing this, but she had my brother-in-law invite Nadav, who he hadn't talked to in eight months to come to this, to this party. And um, she encouraged me to go as well and didn't tell me that 
Najab was going to be there and neither of us knew anybody there. So we started talking and, and there you go. And the rest That's, is history. The rest is history. <laughs> Tell us more about your family. So we have um, three wonderful children. Thank God. We have Elon. He's four. And Noah, she is two years old. And we have Eden. She's going to be six months uh, next week. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I guess what's interesting is that we used to live on the other side of town uh, on Chippewa. And uh, we found this house on midfield. And then, uh, ironically enough, we moved in. And we're like, oh, we're going to go to PJC. And then we find out that Ray's pregnant. And so, you know, we had Elon and, and we had such great experiences uh, with the PJC community. The Breed was in our basement and everybody piled in from Shoal. What was it? It was like a raining. It was like 150 people in our basement. It was crazy. It was like and back in the days when you could have 150 people in a basement. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you guys were doing it before we did it in PJC. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's sort of our family kind of grew. It was started, our kids, with PJC and uh, kind of continued along. Rayud, um, what was it like to grow up in a Moroccan family? And then, Nadav, I want to ask you a little bit more because you kind of glossed over the, oh, I always like homeschooled for a little bit. Um, <laughs> you, glossed, you glossed over that piece. I want to come back to that. But what was it like to grow up in a Moroccan family? Well, the Moroccan family has a lot, there's a lot of passion, a lot of love. So, yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, we, we, we grew up here and uh, my extended family is in Israel. So, um, you know, unfortunately, we don't, we didn't get to see them that frequently, but um, whenever we went, there was big family gatherings, great food. So, uh, you know, if anyone who's tried some Moroccan food, it's, uh, it's great. Do you still, do you, st- do you cook Moroccan? Oh, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Nadav doesn't have a cooking in our house. <laughs> Nadav, yeah. do you cook Moroccan? Well, I, I, uh, Ray and I took a trip to Israel before Ilan was born, and we visited her family in Beit Shan. And uh, I sat down at the table, and they put in front of me mufleta, butter, and honey, which was delicious. And uh, Mufleta, it's kind of like a, a thin, like a lafa, but it's... you. It's like a thick pancake. It's, it's like a crepe, but a it's thick not crepe. healthy. It's just not. <laughs> no, no, it's no, not no. healthy. <laughs> the funny thing is the, the mufleta itself, it's just flour and water. It's just a standard um, dough, but you're supposed to slather like slabs of butter and honey on top and roll it up and, and, and eat it. So, uh, and then it's really good. Yeah. So I've picked up, so I make that every once in a while. I guess traditionally it's made right after Pesach. So yeah, I made it a couple times. So I, I picked you, up. You made mufleta? Yeah. Wow. All right. So that's cool. One, and then you stack it and you flip, you create this stack that you're continuously uh, flipping as you go, kind of steams them on the inside. I assume that was something I do. (laughs) I assume that was something you'd learned later in life. This wasn't like a, I'm growing up in Baltimore making mufleta and it's just convenient that I married into a Moroccan (laughs) family. No, no, it was was so, it was so good when we had in Israel and I, her mother uh, helped teach me how to make it, found recipes and videos online and, yeah, so. That's very sweet. That's very sweet. Nadav, we are all homeschooling now. Um, <laughs> so tell us about your, like, just fill in that story you kind of glossed over a little bit. So yeah. fill in a little bit the experience of uh, homeschooling at some point so, in your life. Yeah, so, so people may not know, but I'm one of eight kids. I'm the second oldest, so I had a lot of younger siblings. And when I was in seventh grade, my mother said, you know what, we're going to homeschool. You can uh, homeschool or you can stay in school. And I chose to go home and uh, learn at home with all my siblings. 
Yeah, it, uh, I guess there's different ways of homeschooling. There's the school at home, and then there's kind of just live your life and learn from living and exploring what you love to do. So the school at home tends to be a little bit more organized and controlled uh, environment, and the alternative um, kind of everybody does what they find interesting, and I guess when you have a passion to do something, you're going to really focus and learn it. So, so yeah, that's, that's what we did, and... You did the second model. You didn't do the school at home model. Yeah, it was. I think it started out with the school at home and <laughs> evolved. And, and uh, it's, it's like funny. we all started out on Zoom, right. and then it was kind of like yeah. So funny enough, like seeing this happen in front of my eyes with our own kids. You know, <laughs> got to, before this all started, we're like all right, school's closing. We're gonna you know really spearheaded this, but we're gonna have a, a schedule, and then we're gonna take blocks. Every hour of the day is planned, and that lasts about. I don't know, half a day. And then um, we have it still taped up on our pantry, but we haven't looked at it in three months. <laughs> um, yeah. but, you know, it was, homeschooling was fun. You, I, I guess I, I could imagine if it was just one person at home, it uh, can get pretty lonely. But when there were seven of us, plus at least one or two adults usually, it was pretty exciting. And uh, it's funny, I dug up some videos from those times um, that I found on my phone and they're somewhat disturbing as an, as a parent, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, everybody turned out. Okay. And uh, our- when you said Nadav, when you said that there were eight children at home and usually there was like one or two parents, <laughs> one or two parents at home, that, that was kind of indicative of the, uh, yeah. uh, of the, 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 the free spirit kind of experience. Yeah, it, was a free, it was exploring. We spent a lot of time in nature centers and uh, uh, museums and the library outside, inside. We did, you know, all kinds of activities. And the beautiful thing was we could go on long vacations when everybody else was in school. So we would go up to to Maine to visit my grandparents and go skiing for two weeks straight. And it was part of school. You went on vacation. It was part of learning. You bring your math workbook with you and then you uh, explore nature as you're skiing down a mountain. (laughs) You learn fractions as you're baking cookies. Right. (laughs) Cooking class and... (laughs) Ba- baking muflata? Muflata? Muflata. Muflata. Okay. That's I- I've asked ev- I have asked everyone to reflect a little bit on this experience. You started talking about it a little bit. I'm impressed that you had hour blocks. We tried to do 30-minute blocks, and we were just like, after the first, like, three 30-minute blocks, we were like, forget this. It's not going to work. Um, but, I, you know, I-, I feel like we're all in the place where we're thinking about life a little bit more uh, deliberately. Um, we have the opportunity to be more reflective uh, when we like spend like a Tuesday afternoon playing uh, soccer with our kids, uh, which is not something that, that, you know, I don't know about anyone else, but it's not something I ever, I ever did before this whole, I mean, I played soccer with my kids, just not on a Tuesday afternoon in the middle of my work day. I feel like we, we're, uh, we're being more reflective. We're, we're taking the opportunity to think a little bit more about life and about some lessons learned. So, you know, what are you thinking about through this, through this experience? Um, I, I guess there's a couple of thoughts that uh, go through my mind. Uh, the first one is sort of, I think this experience has helped show what people are truly capable of. And I guess I speak specifically as a parent, I think before all of this, the idea of like a long weekend was um, terrifying <laughs> to say the least. Uh, you know, when you're used to every day, your kids go to school and we were sending them like eight to six every day. Well, eight to five thirty. Okay. But 
<laughs> it was it was a it was matter a long of, day. <laughs> it was a matter of you know all right an hour in the morning an hour in the evening no problem but then a, a whole weekend it was, was so overwhelming these days you know three kids two full-time jobs no problem you know i got this so <laughs> it's uh, it's been a struggle but it's really shown that it's all about your perspective and um you're much more capable at least i think we've found that we're much more capable of um more than what we thought we were um, pre-corona. That's been uh, on my mind a bit. Yeah, we've we've learned a lot about our own resilience, I think. Yeah, and I think for us especially, we have both of our families here in town, and they have their cousins here, a lot of their cousins here, and, um, you know, just having to shift that and you know our weekends were always so busy right so even of course we were always together but we were with friends and we were with family and we were always doing something we were always running around you know and I think that this whole experience just being just together just us uh, with our kids um, has been you know of course it's been challenging but I think that um, it's really been a great opportunity for us to really and truly be together and um, you know one of the things that that I've taken on uh, we talk about our schedules and trying to have some sense of a routine every day you know I've made a commitment every day and I know you see me every day <laughs> um, outside I take my uh, Milan and Noah on our walks every day for an hour I've done it since the beginning of March and I haven't skipped yeah. a single day it, whether rain or anything we've gone every single day and it's just been so nice to a obviously spend time outside and to be with them but just really enjoying the simple things like we talk about the trees and we talk about different birds and we we're t- you know we're, it's just really appreciating the smaller things that we didn't really pay attention to before. We didn't have the time to do. We didn't stop and just appreciate that. And, um, and of course being a full-time working mom, um, being home with, with my infant, with Eden, I had to go back to work at 12 weeks with both of my, um, with Ilana, I know with my, both my older children and to be home with her, um, of course, also with my other two, it's just a lot, but, but to just be able to be home with her and to be with her through her infancy all day, every day is really, is actually really nice and something that I really appreciate. Um, so I was wondering if you guys could just reflect, just in closing of, of this wonderful chat, uh, if you guys could reflect what you hope is true about the future post COVID-19 what do you want to be true? What, what, what do you dream about after we're done with all of this, uh, this pandemic experience? Nadav. <laughs> uh, well, I can say that one of the things I've missed most um, during this time period, and I know I've mentioned it to you a number of times, is not being able to uh, spend like quality time with friends and community members. And that's always something I look forward to on Shabbat was either hosting to hosting a meal, or going to a meal, you know, shul's crazy. It's lots of craziness um, with the kids running around and groups and, and kiddish. And it's just like, you know, one, two, three, and then you got to run out for lunch or a kid's nap or something. So um, as much as I love the shul experience, I think the, the in-home sort of more calm, relaxed uh, social experience with um, friends and other other people from Shaw is really uh, something that I've missed. So I certainly look forward to that getting started up again. Um, and I think through this whole process, 
I certainly will, and maybe everybody else will now appreciate more being able to spend that quality time with people, like getting to know them, uh, sharing your life with someone who's not someone you talk to every day or whose family, but building uh, that, uh, you know, building a life that includes other people and a, a larger community. Um, so anyway, that, that's, those are the, that's what I've been thinking and I look forward to uh, starting up again. Nadav, people are not going to know this as they're listening to this, but you showed a tremendous resiliency in answering your question, even as your lights went off in the middle of the, in the, middle of the question. You continued without, without missing a beat. So I'm, I'm impressed. I, I guess another thing people might not know about me is that I have a smart home and I love all gadgets. Uh, oh, really? Gadget, things that are gadget related. So, um, yeah, my lights are all on timers and turn on and off at random times. So if I break out of my usual schedule, such as having a you know, podcast interview, at 9 p.m., then the lights turn off because I should be heading back to bed. <laughs> it's smart to a certain degree. Right? Rayu, what, what do you hope is true about the world after we're done with this? You know, I think there's, I think bef- there's just so many things before this that, I don't want to say that we took for granted, but that we just didn't really think about, you know. It was just, everything was just routine. It was working out. Everything was just great. And, you know, thank God we're healthy and um, we're working and, you know, we're, we're, thank God we're doing well. But I think to just really appreciate the, the, the simple things that really aren't so simple, that are really meaningful. And um, that's something that, that I hope that I won't forget once, once things get quote unquote back to normal. I know it's not going to happen anytime soon. So, but eventually when it does, I think to, to really, try to continue some of the things that, that we've been doing together as a family and um, yeah. And some of the goals that we've set for, you know, I think like my walking that I told you about, I really want to try to continue to do that and with the kids and just spending more quality time. I think that's something that I really hope to continue to do as, as life gets busy again and we start going out and doing more. Yeah. You know, I don't know what normal looks like, but as we, as we return to some kind of, routine and some kind of normalcy, uh, the, the presence and the deliberateness with, within, with which we have to live now has left a big impression on me too. Okay, Nadav Mario, thank you so much for, for spending the time. I realize uh, time these days is not so simple, <laughs> uh, especially when you're working and parenting and working at night and then parenting in the morning and figuring <laughs> it out. Um, and uh, I really appreciate you participating, people at PJC. Um, thanks for speaking uh, with us. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Send my best, send my best to your kids. Although Rayud, I'll, I'll probably wave at them tomorrow morning. Yeah, you'll see them post. tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, have a wonderful evening. Thank you so so much. Thank you, Rayud and Nadav, for taking the time to share with us some stories about your life. While you can't capture the essence of a family in the short few minutes that we spent together. We are deeply grateful for the opportunity to share and to laugh together. People of PJC is a project of our community, the Pikesville Jewish Congregation, where we share our stories, where we listen to each other, and where we grow together. I'm Rabbi Yechiel Schaffer, Rabbi of the Pikesville Jewish Congregation. To learn more about our growing and young community, and to listen to other episodes of the People of PJC, Visit our website, pikesvillejewish.com, or subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This has been a project of the members of our community, the people of PJC.